Lecture topic. Living the Sunnah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. يَوْمَنَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل أمتي يدخلون الجنة إلا من أبا قيل ومن يأبا يا رسول الله قال من أطاعني دخل الجنة ومن عصاني فقد أبا او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders this is the month of rabiul awwal that we have entered into and generally the month of rabiul awwal the focus is on the seerah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the ummatis of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they do not just confine their discussions of seerah and the mubarak life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam just to any part of the year every day of the year is a day that they remember the mubarak personality of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they are conscious of the message that he brought to the world they live that mubarak lifestyle that he had presented to his ummah so this is not something that they confine to any one particular time in the year this is an ongoing thing in their lives every day Nevertheless the mubarak seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is something to be remembered to to be discussed to be refreshed to be learned and taught because the salvation in dunya and akhirat our success in dunya and akhirat it rests entirely upon emulating the mubarak life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so without knowing about his mubarak life and without knowing how he conducted himself in various day to day situations what he did how he did it without this knowledge how is a person going to emulate and without that emulation he cannot get anywhere so his entire success in dunya and akhirat depends on that emulation قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Allah Ta'ala declares in the Quran Sharif that says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that O Nabi of Allah you declare to them you say to them and announce to the entire mankind and to the ummatis that if you claim to love Allah Ta'ala there's only one way of proving that فَاتَّبِعُونِ you follow in my footsteps in the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah will love you and Allah will forgive you. So any case this is the the basis for any kind of progress in dunya and akhirat and every success of dunya and akhirat lies purely on this. 
Now every sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu is extremely important, more valuable than this whole universe, and everything has to be held very dear to our hearts, and we have to make an effort to bring it into our lives. So there are sunnahs pertaining to every facet of life, from the time a person opens his eyes in the morning till the time he goes to sleep. There are numerous sunnahs that he can bring into his practical day-to-day life. And every sunnah is more valuable than this entire universe. The real, real, reality of that value might not be apparent to us here and now, but the moment our eyes close in dunya and the akhirat becomes open to us, that's the time the value will come to us. Like that little child, give him a priceless pearl or diamond in his hand, but he'll be ready to bate it for one chocolate, one ice cream. Say, what am I going to do with the stone? But that stone is priceless. Even kings can't pay for it. But he doesn't know, he's too small, he's too immature still to understand what is the value of this stone in my hand. It's not just a stone, there's a priceless pearl, a priceless diamond. So somebody offers him one chocolate, one ice cream, say, you give me that and I'll give you these ready for it. Because he doesn't know what's the value of this. So likewise, every sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu is priceless. But the dunya gives us some glittering things which just glitter to the eye, but behind it is nothing. It's just some little glitter and glamour. And for that little glitter and glamour, a person gets ready to barter the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu So in any case, every sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu is extremely valuable. But there are certain sunnahs that are not even regarded as anything that has to do with the sunnah. And in this little time, we'll just focus on one particular hadith sharif of Rasulullah sallallahu that highlights something that he described as his sunnah. So on one occasion, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala an, who was his special attendant, his khadim, he was 10 years old when his mother brought him into the khidma of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Khuwai dimuk, your little khadim, you keep him with you, let him help you, let him serve you. And she dedicated her son in the service of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had great affection and love for him. And out of this great affection and love on one occasion, now he's grown Perhaps he might have been 14, 15, 16, Allah knows. As his young child, Rasulullah is addressing him with such muhabbat, such love and affection. And he's saying to him, Ya Bunayya, O oh my beloved son, O oh my beloved son, in qadarta an tusbiha wa tumsiya, wa laysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahadin fafal. That if you can spend your day, morning till evening, and you can spend your night from evening to morning in this condition that you have no dirt in your heart for anybody. There's no malice and no ill feeling in your heart for anybody. Then fafal, then certainly do this. Now this is not, this is a manner of expression it doesn't mean that if you can do it, then do it, and if you can't do it, so fine, well and good. What this actually is meant to convey, this is an eloquent way of saying 
do everything in your capacity to do it make your utmost effort to do it make your utmost effort to do what to keep your heart clean of any dirt any malice any ill feeling towards anybody now there are numerous great amal all are very great somebody mashallah obviously the five first salah there's no question about missing it but somebody doesn't ever miss his tahajjud salah also subhanallah tremendously great ibadat somebody never misses reciting maybe three paras five paras of the quran sharif daily and there must be recitation of the quran sharif daily no day of a mu'min should go past that he hasn't recited the kalam of allah tabaraka wa ta'ala the word of allah ta'ala he hasn't connected himself to his creator by reciting the words of allah ta'ala no day should go past in a mu'min's life with that without that so mashallah somebody never misses one day of reciting not just quarter para and half para he's reciting three paras five paras more than that alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah there's many a person mashallah never lets a day go past where he doesn't give a generous amount of charity and sadaqa and that is something that we should do daily if not a very big amount some amount if not more somebody can afford one rand but no day should go past without giving at least one rand in sadaqa he can't afford one rand 50 cents but no day should go past without giving some sadaqa mashallah this is a tremendously great thing also and if somebody is doing these amal somebody is not missing his tahajjud any day of the night any night of the year somebody is making his tilawat daily somebody is very generous so mashallah he feels grateful about it he should never be proud of it never feel it his achievement but he should feel grateful and should feel happy over the tawfiq allah taala has blessed allah taala's bounty and gift allah taala enabled me to do this so mashallah he feels grateful for it also and indeed this is something to be very grateful for but if somebody had his heart clean the whole day whole night and never had any malice for anybody he also doesn't feel that there was anything great about this not that it's anything to be proud about but something to be very grateful for allah taala allowed me and enabled me helped me gave me the tawfiq enabled me to keep my heart clean Now that is that message that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is giving to us Anas radhiyallahu ta'ala an that oh my beloved son that do whatever is in your capacity do your utmost to keep your heart clean from any dirt for anybody Now the smallest thing unfortunately let alone any major issue even small little things small little things like for example Now somebody didn't acknowledge some message that we sent he didn't like it nowadays that's what the terminology is he didn't like it so now we want to be liked by the whole world and we want to have a lot of followers so now somebody didn't become my follower and somebody didn't like something allah knows best what so that became an issue and now that person became disliked because he didn't like us and that person didn't follow us so we cut him off now these are just all little trivial things which don't even these things become just out of nothing 
and all these, many of these social media groups, one is if it's something that's being used in a correct way, well and good, but many, many times, the experience has been in the light of people's issues, that these create more problems than good. Something somebody forgot to just acknowledge, somebody forgot to say something, somebody forgot to share some news, that became a problem. And that became such a problem that ties were broken. That now you didn't want to tell us about this. Now the whole world must tell everybody about everything. So nevertheless, that's another topic. But these unnecessary things create more problems. But come, coming back to the topic that we were discussing, that now the person, mashallah, kept his heart clean. He also somehow doesn't feel that this was something great. Whereas what is Rasulullah said to Anas فَإِنَّ ذَٰلِكَ مِنْ سُنَّتِي We started off talking about sunnah and the Mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah وسلم, every sunnah is priceless the whole universe can't pay for it and on this occasion this sunnah of the heart Rasulullah highlights it there are many many sunnahs everything that he did that was part of his daily practice or things that he taught all this is his sunnah but not everything was highlighted in this way. Look, this is my sunnah also. This is my sunnah. Obviously he did it. It was his sunnah. This was part of his daily practice or his regular practice. It became sunnah. But this particular aspect, because it's not seen, it's hidden inside. It's not visible to the eye. So here Rasulullah is highlighting, min sunnati. This is my sunnah, my way of life. This is my heart. And then what? And then having explained this, that look, don't take this as a by the way thing, that you kept your heart clean, you didn't have any malice. People have a malice, Allah forbid, and this is not based on just some uh, guesswork. What people themselves talk about, that my heart is so filled of hate for my own father. I have hate for my own child. I can't see my brother in the eye talking about blood brothers and I just when I see him I just feel nauseous all these kind of and over what? over some small little issues like what we discussed earlier now mashallah the month of Rabi'ul Awal comes people want to hear about the seerah of Rasulullah indeed this is a very great thing that we should be educating ourselves about the Mubarak life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi but as mentioned right at the beginning, that a mu'min and a ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi doesn't confine this to one part of the year. This is an ongoing thing in his life. But what is the objective thereafter? What is he supposed to be taking out of it? The emulation, making our lives as close as possible to his Mubarak life making our heart as close as possible to his Mubarak heart. And Nabi Islam is giving us what is his Mubarak heart. This is the way I keep my heart. That is my way. That is my sunnah. And then Nabi Islam says further, And the one who loves my way, loves my sunnah, he will be with me in Jannah. Subhanallah, wait, comments from keeping the heart clean of any malice, any dirt and where it leads to being with Rasulullah in Jannah 
this is that very great sunnah that Nabi Sallallahu is teaching us. Now sometimes there's some confusion in this. Sometimes a person just feels hurt about something. Feels hurt about how somebody maybe did something or what was said to him. He's human after all. So the hurt is something else that's beyond his control. That's a human emotion. But despite the hurt, he keeps his heart clean. And he harbors no malice. He harbors no ill feeling. He doesn't feel any happiness at somebody else's harm. Somebody else's misfortune. He doesn't feel any grief over somebody else's good. His heart, despite any emotion and hurt, he's still wishing well for everybody. He's still wishing the best for everyone. This is a moment. This is what he refreshes in his heart and mind every morning, every evening by the beautiful dua that Rasulullah taught the morning and evening duas which we should be learning, we should be practicing on and one of the morning duas, the same dua in the evening Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'ma Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'ma Ya Allah, whatever bounty you have blessed me to this, this morning, this day and whatever bounty you have blessed, aw bi ahadin min khalqik, anyone in your entire creation. Faminka wahdak. Ya Allah, this is from you alone. Falak alhamd, all praise due to you alone. Walak shukr, all gratitude due to you alone. Now it's a very simple dua, but these duas have such deep meaning in it. A person every morning, and then in the evening again the same dua. Allahumma ma amsabi min ni'ma. Allah, tonight, this night, whatever you bless me, whatever you bless anybody else, all from you alone. But now what is this dua teaching us? Allah, whatever I have is not mine, or my achievement, or my skill, or my expertise, my intelligence, nothing. Allah, it's your gift, your bounty. So it's cutting the pride out of it, the root. I'm nobody, I'm nothing. It's all surely Allah tell us gift. And then, Allah, whatever anybody else has, that too is from you alone. So I have no basis to be jealous over somebody else's ni'mad. Rather I wish well for him. So this well-wishing, every morning, every evening, he's cleaning his heart. Anything anybody has, I'm happy for him. Whatever you've blessed somebody with, I'm happy for him. And I'm wishing well for everyone. Now this well-wishing, this is what Rasulullah is teaching us in this hadith. And giving us this great virtue, that look, this is my way. And the one who follows my way will be with me in Jannah. Once Nabi Islam was sitting with some Sahaba and then he says to them, Yatlu'u alaykumul aan rajulum min ahlil Jannah. Just now one Jannati will pass by. Person who is endorsed as a Jannati, he'll pass by now. The Sahaba were all eager to know who's this person going to pass by, who's been endorsed as a Jannati. He's already got the ticket to Jannah while walking on earth. Shortly one person comes past and very simple, humble person, he just made wudu, the water of wudu is still dripping from his beard. He's got his shoes in his chumpers in his hand and he's walking past, he's not aware of what was discussed here just now. And everybody would see who the person is. The next day the same thing happens. Again Nabi Islam is seated with the Sahaba Ikram and again he says to them that just now somebody will pass by who's a person of Jannah. Again the same person passes. Shortly the same person comes past in the same humble manner. And the third day the same thing happens. 
One sahabi says, I need to know this is. What is the secret behind this? This person is walking on earth and he's already got the endorsement of Jannah. And three days consecutively. So why he was so eager to know? I need to know this. Because I need to get there as well. We hear somebody how he made it quick in dunya and how he became a millionaire overnight. We're very eager to know what is his secret. So we want to make it in half the night. Now this person was eager to know he's got the ticket to Jannat. I need to get there also. So he comes to him and he makes up one little just a pretext and he says, look, I got some issue with my father. I don't want to go home for a few days. Can I come stay with you? He says, by all means come. The whole purpose was to observe what this person does. We've seen him outside his house. Nothing special about him. Everybody else does what he does. Maybe others are doing something more also. But he's got the ticket to Jannah. There's something probably he does in the night which we don't know about. I need to go and see what he does. So he comes and joins him for the night. Now small little house, they both are there in the same room. And he's observing now. He's not sleeping the whole night to see what does this person do. He says he goes to sleep in the night. There's nothing he does extra. Yes, whenever he stirs from his sleep, as soon as he stirs from his sleep, sometimes the sleep breaks. Immediately the zikr of Allah Ta'ala on his tongue. Immediately there's some takbir, Allahu Akbar on his tongue. Who's going to be able to say this takbir and be engaged in zikr in that brief moment when his sleep stirred? When he stirred from his sleep, his sleep broke. That person who went to sleep on Allah Ta'ala's name. That person who fell asleep remembering Allah Ta'ala. The person who fell asleep watching haram, what he's going to talk? And if at that time Malakul mouth comes to him, what's going to come out on his tongue? What's going to be in his heart? The person who had that earphone stuck in his ears and listening to music and he fell asleep with that, what he's going to talk? And at that time, only what's in the heart comes out. And if that's what he pumped into his heart while falling asleep, through his eyes, through his ears, what's going to come out of the heart? If that becomes the last moment of life, now this person's sleep broke and that every time his sleep broke, that was it. The, the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala. So in other words, he went to sleep in that manner. So in any case, he says that this is what I saw and then he woke up in the morning for Fajr. So three days passed in this manner. Eventually he told him, look, this is what the whole story is. I had no issue with nobody. I came to observe you. And why I came to observe you is that this is what Nabi Islam said three days in a row. He gave you the endorsement of Jannah. But I don't see anything special about you. So what is it? After all, there must be still something. There must be something because you got the ticket. So what is it? I didn't see it. So he says to him, Ma huwa illa ma ra'id. What you saw, that's what it is. There's nothing else. Ma huwa illa ma ra'id. So the person now finally leaves. says, well, there's something behind this, but I don't know what. He doesn't know what. And then as he leaves, this person says to him, okay, maybe something else also. He says, yes, there's one other thing. غَيْرَ أَنِّي لَا أَجِدُ فِي نَفْسِي لِأَحَدٍ مِّنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ غِشَّةٍ Yes, my heart, I never ever harbor any malice for anybody. وَلَا أَحْسُدُ أَحَدًا عَلَى خَيْرٍ أَعْطَاهُ اللَّهُ إِيَّاهِ And I'm never jealous over any bounty Allah has blessed anybody with. The Sahabi says to him, هَذِهِ الَّذِي بَلَغَتْ بِكَ This is what has taken you to this great position that you have never harbored any malice in your heart. You have never brought any dirt in your heart. You have never harbored any jealousy in your heart. 
and this is the sunnah of Rasulullah This is what he declared about himself, about his own Mubarak heart, that this is how my heart is, completely clean for everybody. So in this time that we normally want to hear about the seerah of Rasulullah indeed, and as mentioned not only in this time, throughout the year, we should be educating ourselves. In fact, we should be asking ourselves, how much do we know about the Mubarak life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Many, many years back, perhaps some 25 odd years back, one day something came up, one youngster was talking to him, and he, something of the subject came up. So it was that time of the year, there was some tennis thing carrying on somewhere. So I asked him, who's number one on that world rating? So he gave me the name, number two, number three, number four, number five. I didn't know any of these names, he was giving it to me without any hesitation. He was quite interested in tennis, so now he knew all these things. And now he gave all ten names without any hesitation. Foreign names and difficult to sound, pronounce names. So now he was feeling quite excited about himself, that he is being asked something and he knows it so well. After he gave all those ten names, so the next question then came after that is, okay, how many daughters did Rasulullah have? Now he is scratching his head and then he gave the wrong answer, three. Okay, what were their names? And he knew the name of one daughter of Rasulullah but he knew the names of ten people, none of them at that time had Iman. Themselves were astray and leading others astray. But with a sense of pride, he was taking their names, but this was his extent of knowledge about the seerah of Rasulullah and about his Mubarak family and those who sacrificed everything to help and assist Rasulullah if this is the extent of our knowledge and the extent of our knowledge about how much he did and what he did how he conducted his day-to-day life how are we going to be facing him on the day of Qiyamah when we will require his shafa and his intercession when we will be wanting the water of Kawsar from his Mubarak hand when we will have to come face to face with him and he may ask us that this is what sacrifices my, I made, my family made so that Deen and Iman could reach you. What did you do to uphold my Sunnah? So now this is the time to make that decision in our life. That we want to get close to the Mubarak way of Rasulullah We want to become his true Ummatis. We want to be identified in a crowd as well. That this is an Ummati of Rasulullah Nobody was able to mistake us for somebody that's linked to anybody else. They must be able to identify us in a crowd that this is a follower of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And how we speak and how we act and how we conduct ourselves and how we deal with people, how we deal with our employees, how we deal with people in general. They must be able to say something different about this person. Why is he different? He say, well, he's a follower of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is why this is his akhlaq. This is his character because he's emulating the Mubarak character of Rasulullah How come this person treats his wife in such a wonderful way? He says because he's an ummati of Rasulullah How comes he never speaks any vulgarity? He says because he's an ummati of Rasulullah How come he never lies and cheats? Because he's an ummati of Rasulullah And the list goes on. May Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq that we become true ummatis of Rasulullah and live his Mubarak life and Allah Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq that till our last breath 
we remain firm on his Mubarak Sunnah. May Allah Ta'ala take us on that and raise us on the day of Qiyamah to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.